I'm good. Lorraine, I feel like a mother hen up here. That's right. Well, as I said earlier, our church has supported Sunrise for several years now. And, and many of you, if you've been around Elm Grove or if you've been in a Baptist church for a long, long time, you've collected the mile of pennies for years and years and years. You're probably up over a marathon by this point. You, you're 26.2 miles in on the pennies. And I know there are a few of our classes who still do that each week. And uh, somebody was joking with me not long ago talking about a, a former member of the church and, and said he used to go around, if you didn't put enough money in a jar, he'd come around again and he'd get you again and say, there's not enough money in this jar. Now y'all fill it up. And so, but we, we've, we've been able to support Sunrise and, and I, I wanted to have these guys back this morning. Uh, last year, of course, we celebrated 170 years at uh, at Elm Grove and the first ministry that we celebrated that year was Sunrise. We had Phil come in February and so I thought, you know what, that that seemed to really resonate with our folks here. I think so many of us love the kind of ministry that Sunrise does and and it touches our hearts in a good way. It stirs us on uh, to want to do something. Uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus as best we can. And so of all the ministries that we highlighted last year, this is the one that I knew we had to get back again this year. And uh, and Dale Suttles, the president of Sunrise, had been in communication, to my knowledge, with Phil and said, hey, I'd like to come if we can as well. And so uh, I'm going to turn it over to these guys for just a little bit, let them give a little bit of inf- information. I know we've got some videos and different stuff. And then I do have some questions. And like I said, i got my phone on me. If you've got my number, you can text me a question if you want to, to know something as we talk about about this, and I mean that sincerely. That's fine. It's no problem. You you can text in church. I, I know you're really reading the Bible on your app, right, if you're doing that, okay? But uh, but anyway, so guys, if you would just kind of give us a little bit of background, introduce the, the different things that you want to make sure to cover this morning, and we'll go into some Q&A. Now, you are not allowed to text and say, are these guys going to go on forever? I'm hungry. That's I right. I've got a meal later. That's right. Can you get them off? I already got three of those, as a matter of fact. That's, i, I got to ask you something, though. Yes, sir. I, I cannot, I can't go on without... Louisville. Yes, indeed. That's where I'm from. Louisville. Florida. Yes, okay. yes. <clears throat> That's right. Born and raised. Pretty good. That's Pretty right. Good it's close, close to God up there. Pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, as I've told well, our I folks, as I've told our folks before, you know, I, I I know you're a man of the word. Obviously, read your Bible, and of course, the, the great thing about more, most modern Bibles is y'all know this. If you flip over to the New Testament. What you'll see over and over and over, not not explicit commands that you must pull for the university level, but but all the words of Jesus are what? They're all in red. And so, it, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So anyway, I come by it honestly. How about well, that? Uh, I, I think we'll all be pulling for him today. Like, uh, some, think, some will. Well, yes. I, I, I know, will I know, be pulling for him. Some will, right, John? Yeah. No, so not there. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, thanks for having us here today. I, I, I know uh, Phil has been here a couple times and. Uh, spoken highly and it, you guys are just so warm and inviting. Thank you for having us today. And, uh, you know, I got up this morning and, and I, I live in Danville. So we have a home in Danville, one of our home for boys. It's, it's a PRTF, uh, houses, uh, boys 24 seven there and, and, uh, that, 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 that need help and so on. And, uh, you know, I got up and, and, and was able to get in the car and drive and I felt so blessed. Honestly, that I'm able to do those things. And, um, and you know, there are those that are less fortunate. And so we have to count our blessings each and every day. Let me ask you a question. Are you glad Jesus has your back today? Amen. Amen. Repeat after me if you'll do this for me. Love God. Love God. Love people. Love people. Love God. Love 
God. Love people. We do that. We can never go wrong. And, and we love God because he loved us first, right? Amen. And in doing that, and in doing that, we need to love the least of these. We need to help the least of these. And so I'm proud to come today to talk to you about, and I know Phil is too, and Phil's been down this region forever, and um, about Sunrise Children's Services. But I, I, I want to tell you that Sunrise is your Baptist Homes for Children. It's never changed. If I could change it to Baptist Behavioral Health Services for Children, I'd do that. Uh, Because we have to deal with some stuff, but it's just like Baptist Health. Sunrise will always be the Baptist Homes for Children. We just do a lot of different things now because we've had to. Because we've had to step up and do some of the things that we do. I was at uh, a facility not long ago, and I have to kind of watch how I tell these stories because I I, I need to be sensitive to who's in the room. But uh, I had a group of some of my friends uh, that I said, hey, you need to come take a tour of Danville. Now, I I need to get you guys involved in this thing. And, oh, well, now, Dale, you know, I've got – now, I don't want to hear what you got to do. You need to come down here and do this. And so they showed up and – and uh, and and we were walking through, and it was it was about seven thirty, and all the kids are get, getting ready for bed. Now they put their pajamas on, and we've got younger kids, and we got older kids, and so they're kind of in different uh, different cabins, so to speak. And but we went into the uh, kind of the, the the middle section there, one of the cabins, and these are these are boys uh, between the ages of about nine and twelve, maybe a couple thirteen year olds, but nine and twelve. We kind of separate them out, and so we were walking around, and they they, they had their pajamas on, they had the showers, but they're kind of having their free time in the in in the middle there, the milieu, and they're all kind of doing their own little thing. There's a movie on over here, but most of them are sitting in the floor, and so my guys are kind of talking to them hey what's your name and so on there's one little boy there that had, had seen me walking around seeing me on campus and so he's sitting there with a, a two action figures he's got superman he's got iron man right so he's sitting there going like this and he we're sitting there talking to him and he says hey now uh mr what's your name i said you can just call me dad well mr dale if superman and iron man got in a scrap who would win <laughs> I said, well, I don't know. I, you know, they've kind of got different powers, and they can kind of do different things. He said, well, I think Iron Man would win. And I said, well, that's good. You know, he can put that big iron suit on. I guess he nothing to hurt him in that. And he said, well, I don't know. And he kept playing with it, kept playing with it. My buddies talked to him a little bit. And he got comfortable with us. And he said, Mr. Dale, do you know why I'm here? And I said, no. No, Gabe. I don't," he said. "Well, they may, and I'll change the I'll change the wording because we've got some some different. But he said they made me have relations with my cousin. He's ten years old. He's ten years old. We get a call the other night. We've got our group that goes out." Um, that 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 picks up children that are in desperate need, and we get a call to go to a truck stop just north of Somerset, and we pick up two girls, and we have these girls, and 
one is 10 and one is 12 and and they are uh, prospering they're doing well um, they've got issues but we are working with them uh, through some therapeutic services, through through some spiritual uh, intervention and so on, and working with these girls. And one of our workers that night said, now, sweetie, y'all come over here. And everything was fine until the word sweetie was used. And they got very, very defensive. And so as we find out, these were girls that had been sold to these people transporting these girls in this truck from Washington State and sold to buy drugs and one was going to be going into the adult trade in Central America and the other girl was apparently being sold to harvest her organs. It's a different time. When I say that the Baptist Homes for Children has turn, has had to come a long way and do different things, we are in a broken world. And so I'm so refreshed to see. And I tell these stories just I, I want people to know that as we walk around in our daily lives, there's some messy stuff going on. But that's what you support, this ministry, to go out and seek as many of these kids as we can. We can't seek them all. We can't find them all. Um, State of Kentucky tells us from since 2012 to this year, in 2012, there was 9,200 reported cases of child abuse, neglect, and so on. Uh, now there's 16,000, and that's just reported. And the drug epidemic obviously is a, a big part of this. So we are the front lines to do what we can do. And that's what you're supporting. And I'm so proud of people like Phil and our staff. And I will tell you, as we kind of get the conversation going, the biggest thing you can do, you can pray for our workers that work with these kids because it is not easy work. It is not easy work. But they are making differences every day. I think Jeremiah 29, 11, I always like to talk about God says that I have a plan for each of you, a plan to prosper and not, not, to, not to harm you. But every one of us is entitled to what? It says hope and future. And that's our long-range plan for these kids. Give them hope and give them a future. I always say if we can teach them to be good moms and good dads and pay taxes, we are ready to go. We are ready to roll. So that's... I just kind of want to open with a thank you. That's kind of what you're you're supporting at, at Sunrise. That's great. That's great. Well, I think the uh, the ten years that I've been with Sunrise, and many of you have been supporting Sunrise for decades. But it's uh, like Dale alluded to. It is amazing the changes that we've seen from what we might call simple abuse. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home where there was mom and dad and and my two sisters, and uh, I thought abuse was my two sisters. So I'm the way they treated me. But it is a a serious, serious, serious thing. And we'll see things on TV that a lot of times don't even scratch the surface, like Dale was talking about these two young ladies. I mean, how could anybody... How could anybody do that kind of stuff? It, it's beyond all reason. But that's because uh, I really believe that, that Satan is in their heart and, yeah. and they have no redemption in them at all yeah. unless Jesus steps in. So right. we, cannot, uh, we cannot reach these children for Christ 
unless we have the means to go do that. And that's what we try to do uh, the best of our ability is to reach these children. And uh, because a child, we can feed them, we can clothe them, we can educate them, but without the spiritual element, that child will never be whole. Never. You wouldn't be, uh, nor would I. So I think it's absolutely crucial. Absolutely. And Phil, and that's what makes us different. There's a lot of people do what we do, but but combining the the, the spiritual part with the therapeutic part, a case plan. It's a home run, yeah. because you, you because you need this. You talk to any addict, talk to any addict that's overcome anything, and they'll tell you, I had to get to the point to where I believed there was something bigger than me that could pull me out of that. Yeah. And these kids, uh, some of these young adults are are. It's the same way. Yeah. It's the same way. And uh, just as I talked about Gabe, I looked at him. I said, Are you happy here at sunrise? He said, Well, they love me. I said, absolutely. He said, well, how, can, how long can I stay here? And the plan is, is to take Gabe from our facility there and get him a foster parent. That is a Sunrise foster parent that we recruit. And we're working with Dr. Chitwood, Paul Chitwood, KBC, mm-hmm. to, um, to get into the churches and recruit as many foster parents as we can. Uh, Governor Bevan just recently had a... Uh, had an activity at Frankfurt uh, about a week ago. Uh, Frankfurt has changed, by the way. Now, they still have a boatload of problems, but I will tell you the the thought process has changed. Uh, Governor Bevan simply says, if we're going to help kids, we need to get the faith-based community really behind this. So he had a faith-based kickoff day two weeks ago last Friday, brought in folks from all over the Commonwealth to say, we need you. And I will tell you that has certainly changed uh, from this administration to maybe some of the ones uh, that have been in. And I'm not getting political, but that part has changed. And uh, so, hallelujah, I say, because the churches, we need to have a revolution of love throughout the Commonwealth in all of our churches. And Kentucky Baptist will be a big part of that. Can you guys, you mentioned a few of the services that you provide through Sunrise. If you could take us... Maybe from, from start to finish on here's when we first come into contact with a child who's, who needs our services, here's what we do for them in a typical case. And then you know, obviously you can describe some of the framework and structure you have around the state and so on. But if you could kind of walk our folks through, here's what happens when we first encounter a child and then our long-term goal, if, when we hand them off at whatever, you know, whether it's foster parents or way down the road, how's that process work? Well, and again, it, 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 the part of that depends on what the child needs. You know, there, there, there is a move to, to put kids directly into foster care. But if you have been abused and, 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 and battered and you're to the – we have folks – we had a uh, 10-year-old that had 21 different placements before they come to Sunrise. And you come, and they come with – use their garbage bag. You know, so 21 placements. So how can we how can we stop that cycle? Yeah. So what we try to do at Sunrise is evaluate the immediate needs and, and do the crisis intervention. A lot of the kids will have to go to our residential facility because they, they need some treatment for some trauma 
that has happened to them. And, and that's where the therapeutic world and the spiritual world kind of come together right there, day one. So we've got our six programs across the state that stay full. Uh, our CAP program down in a little south of Somerset that, that has 56 beds for 56 boys. Danville for 27 boys. E-Town, Lisbethtown, uh, 20 girls, uh, another facility for 12 uh, boys there, a facility in uh, Moorhead for uh, 12 girls and another facility in E-Town for, um, for 20 girls. Um, there, there aren't enough beds across the state to handle the impact of even all the people with Sunrise and all the other people that do what we do. Uh, so we're looking at that. But, what, but when kids come to us, we have, we, have, um, uh, we have spiritual folks, we have therapeutic folks, we have nurses, we have psychological doctors. We, we will partner with UK to get, to get, I said UK, and we'll do it in Louisville maybe That's one good. day. That's good. Uh, they, they occasionally wear red to come. So, yes. but, uh, it's a welcoming color. Yeah. But, uh, but, 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 but we do a crisis intervention to figure out what needs to be done. Obviously, there needs to be a game plan or a case plan that needs to be developed, a therapeutic plan for this child. Um, and then that is put into full motion. What Sunrise envisions, and, and as, we, as we've looked at the whole system, we said Sunrise wants to help fix the way child welfare is done because it's all broken right now. So what we would like to do is if these children cannot go back in the homes of their parents, okay, if things are so severe and so absolute, that they cannot go back home. While we have them in our residential facilities, then we want to start recruiting a foster parent to work with them. And and, and it is a big commitment. Um, not everyone is cut out for that. Everyone's cut out to pray for Sunrise. Everyone's cut out to support those foster parents that we get, but, but not everyone is, is cut out for that. And so we recruit and go into churches all across the state to make sure that we've got good homes, that we can continue that treatment plan and that spiritual plan. Another part of what we want to do is when they go into foster care uh, in something we haven't been doing, but, but we talk about bringing everything together. We'd like to get them a big brother or a big sister from a local church, preferably our uh, Baptist brothers and sisters across the Commonwealth. And so if they're in a foster home and if they have our therapist working with them for the treatment plan, and if they have a a mentor from a church that can come by and just give support and so on. We're starting to give them some stuff that they would get in a normal family. Okay? Because think about it, folks, that the family system, we, we know there's we know there's divorce and we know all that stuff. It, it but but fifty percent of every family's now are broken up. And so we're not when I grew up, I grew up in Olive Hill, Kentucky, eastern Kentucky. You grew up in Pikeville. Family stayed together. Your aunt lived next door to you. Your uncle lived two doors down. There was always food on the table. You went to church on Sundays, and everything was closed on Sunday. So you had to come home and eat, and everybody come to your house. And that was family and community, and you don't see that anymore. And so we're trying to build that. And that worked, by the way. That worked. When I, when I would go off and get in trouble, by the time I'd get home, they already knew about it. It wasn't fair. It worked. Yeah. So we're trying to create some of those, some of those, um, some of those situations. So the other part of this, if the child can go back home, but the family's really struggling, we've got a magnificent ministry called Family Services now, where we send our therapist into the home and start working on the things in the home that is broken. 
Okay, and church is always a part of that. Yeah. Hey, once you come to church, you're going to Kings Island next week. You know, you pull anything you can to get them in church and help them find a home and help that child find a good, positive peer group to be with. So family services, we're getting requests from all over the state to try to open up offices because there are so many people hurting. And a big result of that is the the, the drug epidemic everywhere that's deteriorating our families. And so we have got to get back to the basics, and that's why we always talk about we do need a revolution of love in our churches. Sure. We've got to reach out and make it happen, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Coach Patino, if he's down by probably 10 points today with two two minutes left, he's going to get serious. Mm-hmm. we got to get serious yeah. about this problem. Yeah, that makes and sense. And we really do. Yeah. So that's that's kind of our vision then the next part, piece of that is is something that we're that we're very proud of we call it venture on if we've got our kids in foster homes what did you do to your child and what will you do to your child you're going to push them towards something that you hope is going to help make them successful you're going to look at what makes them tick we need a lot of plumbers we need a lot of electricians we need a lot of uh, carpenters we need some kids to go to junior college, some kids can, but not every child needs to go to college, but they need to do something. They need to have something intervene in their life. So our Venture On program, we partner with Kroger, we partner with Texas Roadhouse, we partner with people who can give these kids entry-level jobs while we work with them through a mentor and try to find, the, we call it their path of life, a job. Self-esteem, paying taxes, and through all of this, you start learning to be responsible and potentially be the good mom and good dad that you need to be as you grow up. We have to intervene in these hurting kids, and that's the problem. They linger in a system that just passes them, kicks the can down the road to the next provider. We want to be the only provider. That's what we are trying to do through this whole process. You know, when we talk about Venture On, we we sit... If you, when your kid, when your child calls you, well, I need some furniture. Well, most of the time, you know what you do? You go through your house, you get all old used furniture you had, and you say, here, you put it in there. Well, our kids, if we're going to put them in, in apartments, which we get donors to help us with, then, then we try to find old furniture and put in there and give them a start. Okay? And so we support them while they're working at Kroger and while they're trying to get a, a degree or they're trying to learn to be a welder. We help be the parent that they don't have, yeah. and that's the message. So that's, those are all the things great. we are trying Absolutely. to do. Phil, uh, it leads me into a question for you, and then we'll, we'll come back, uh, Dale, to a question. First, The first text question, by the way. Anyway, uh, this is new for us, as you can tell. Um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's new. You know, most of our folks they don't have they don't have texting or anything. They never do this. Yep. And so, uh, anyway, a question came in: What, as far as closest to us, facility wise, services wise, and so on? Of course, you're in our end of the state. What What are the the things that are closest to us? I believe you've told me before the closest. Uh, facility as far as where you house kids is in E-Town, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Can you describe some of the stuff, not only that, but then closer to us, what what goes on and the services offered and so on? Right. Well, three things. We do. We, we have two facilities, one for girls, one for boys in Elizabethtown. And if uh, a group from the church would ever like to have a tour, we'd love to have you. We'd come up, have pizza, and do a Bible study. Maybe
maybe do some crafts. We'd, we'd love to do that. We'll buy the pizza. So we'd <laughs> like to have you come up sometime. And additionally, we have an office in Paducah that services uh, Paducah, well, uh, the entire purchase area. Uh, Murray, we have we have foster families now in, I think, all 120 counties, mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, people that are taking care of kids locally. And we're looking for more people. Most of our foster families come from Baptist churches. So that makes the spiritual journey for these children a lot a lot easier, a lot richer if we have Christian people who foster these kids. So if you or someone you know feels led to become a foster parent or just wants to talk about it, you can, uh, my cards are in the back. Give me a call. I'll set it up to where you can have a confidential phone call. No one will ever know until you're ready. And uh, we'll even pray with you about that. Another thing that we had happen. It just kind of happened. Well, Dale uh, uh, really kind of instigated this uh, through a friend of his. A person donated a house for foster care in Fulton. So what we're looking for is a foster family that is currently renting. We will let them live in that house in Fulton rent-free. They can pay the utilities if they will take a sibling group because many times it's not just one child that needs foster right. parents it's the entire family and so it could be three or four children and I pray for us on that because the house has been fixed up it's really nice and so that is a real opportunity if you want to ministry and if you want to, to be a missionary right here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Dale, question for you. When you go around the state as the president of Sunrise and you talk to different churches, different groups, whatever they may be, what are the things that you find that they that they really don't know about Sunrise? You've described many of the things that are offered. Is there something that's recurring that people say, oh, I, you know, I had no idea that that's what you do? Some of the Some of the subtle things that you say, well, you know what? Folks in this church, that church, especially down in Western Kentucky, the furthest Western facility, of course, is in E Town, and maybe some of us down here a little bit more unfamiliar with it. What do you find that's surprising to most folks? Uh, first of all, folks have no idea that since 2012, uh, 355 adoptions. Now think about that, folks. We've 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 got foster parents that we've recruited and we've trained and we put through the process, and they say, okay. Good enough for me. I'm going to adopt this this crew. Mm-hmm. So um, and and so many folks don't know that that you know we're, we are doing that. Um, I think the other part is that folks. Um, I think when we went to the name of Sunrise and we really probably didn't market that as well as we should have, and um, we're still fighting that. A Sunrise. Well, who is Sun? Oh, that used to be the oh, you're Kentucky Baptist Homes for Children. We're still Kentucky Baptist Homes for Children. So uh, that that that's sure. the one we always try to overcome, and that that one's on us because I, as I've looked back and tried to do, I wasn't there then, but Phil was. I think we probably didn't do that the best way yeah, that right. we should have, yeah. and. Uh, so, so now we're trying to go back and and do that. Um, but people also don't realize that that in the heyday of the Baptist Homes for Children, um, we were serving about 
320-some children and families, and we set a record last week, 1,192, and we get calls every day. And people don't realize that we get 500 referrals a month, 500 referrals a month. That's why, um, and and honestly, people don't realize how big the problem is because we live our lives, and and, and that's that's good. But uh, we've we've really, I'm in fear that we're losing half of a generation. Hmm. And I I just pray that we can find enough folks that can help turn that around. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. On just one thing, Dale said on those 350 adoptions. You know, adoption can be very, very expensive. There is no charge when a foster parent adopts one of their kids through Sunrise. I just think that's phenomenal. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah. When it comes to uh, get you to speak to a couple different kinds of folks that may be in our audience today, you've talked sort of in general about here's the church person. And, I, you know, I'm here today. The Lord's touching my heart. I mean, it breaks my heart to see these kids and and what's going on to them. What would you say to just the general church person? Maybe it's foster care. You've alluded to that. What are some other specific, maybe big, maybe small ways that when you go to church, you say, look, this is what you can do. Big, small, somewhere in between. What are the things that you constantly repeat that are always the needs that you really want people to know about? Well, again, first and foremost, you pray. And I always put put that back on the direct care workers. It, it, you you know, for for three weeks, these these direct care workers will get cussed and spit at and 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 everything on earth. And then the normalcy of a situation comes about, and then love and hope and companionship and and so on. So pray for these workers uh, so that they don't get discouraged. And and the Lord's with them to to be right and be their backbone. backbone. The other part is is that this is a, you're a network of people. You you know folks. Okay? So not only can you pray, but you can say, hey, you know, Sunrise is doing some work that I wasn't even aware of. Maybe maybe this is something you want to get involved in. Um, Like I said, it's just not you. It's the people you know. Uh, that can help us, um, and and we are really trying to to, to recruit as many uh, foster homes as as we absolutely can. But the other part of that is, if we have a foster home, if it's in your community, can you drop a meal off every once in a while? Sure. Can you drop by movie tickets and say, "Hey, take them all to the movies. We want to help you." Yeah. Um, and and again, when when there may be some folks that that is looking at, they have a. Uh, a home that they want to donate or something. Again, this is a new way of thinking to let a person from one of our Baptist churches come in, their family, and live for free so that we can keep a brother, sister, and a brother together. Rent free. Yeah. Um, someone said, well, sounds like you're bribing. I said, well, maybe we are, but if it works, it works. So, yeah. you know, we're trying to look at this differently because the problem is immense. Sure. And, and, and so that's what we're trying to do. Um, you may get involved with, with some, you may know some folks that says, you know what? If you'll get this, uh, get, get, get me five kids ready, I'll put them to work. But you better get them ready. I'll put them to work. You may own a company. You may. So uh, as I'm hearing, everybody needs good people that will show up to work and pass a drug test. Mm -hmm. 
So it may be that kind of thing also. Yeah, that's good. Second kind of person that you may be talking to, and, and Phil, you and I, we've talked about your journey to come to Sunrise. Mm-hmm. There may be, you know, maybe it's a young person, maybe it's a person who's in between careers or just dissatisfied with where they are in life, and the Lord's got a calling on their life. They just haven't exactly realized it yet. Can you talk about... You know what, if God's got, got it on your heart, you know what, Sunrise is a, is a kind of place I want to be involved with beyond just giving, as we'll give later on, beyond maybe just donating something. But you know what, I, this may be something the Lord wants me to really get involved with, maybe even in a vocational type sense. I'm not asking you to offer anybody a job today, but if you can, if you can help us know what, kind of what was your path and then what might somebody do uh, to get more involved even physically and, and vocationally in some cases. Sure. Uh, thumbnail sketch what I used to do. I was a stockbroker for a lot of years and decided I wanted to do something else. I worked for the Dale Carnegie organization and um, decided I'm going to do something else then. And so I was wor- I was talking, Lorraine knows the story very well, I was talking with an oil distributor and wanted, wanted to go to work for this person because I can't help it. I love commission sales. I just love it. I love to make the sale. I love getting the commission check at the end of the month. I just think that's that's the American way. <laughs> so this was an opportunity to, to really get into commission sales, and I get a phone call. A friend of mine tells me about what was then Kentucky Baptist Homes for Children, and I didn't. I didn't want to go to work for a charity because, number one, uh, they pay decent, but they don't pay a lot of money. And in my deep spirituality, I wanted the money. <laughs> so I, rem- I just didn't have any peace. And all of a sudden, all the doors to this oil distributorship started closing. Have you ever been in that position? You really wanting something? You, know, you just know it's God's will. And all of a sudden, door after door starts to close. Yeah. And you know where it says <laughs> in the Bible? It says, go into your closet and pray. And I don't know if you've ever done that or not. <laughs> I waited till Lorraine went to work one day. I went into our closet. I took my shoes off. I got down on my knees and prayed. I said, Lord, I mean, it's, it's driving me crazy. I said, Lord, if you want me to go to work for this oil company, then make it happen. But if you want me to go to work for Sunrise, then change my mind. This is driving me crazy. Before I could get out of that closet, God changed my mind. I am telling you, I don't want to sit up here and sound like Oral Roberts, but that was, it was miraculous. And I never had a desire after that day to work for that oil company, and God just worked it out to come to Sunrise. It's been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And we have a new intern. Well, used to be an intern at our Paducah office. We have eight employees there now. She loved Sunrise so much. She wanted to be an intern. She was uh, graduating from Murray State, worked for us last summer. She did such a phenomenal job. Uh, they hired her to be a foster care direct care worker she will go and she's working with these kids and you know god will god is not going to point you somewhere where he's not going to make way he's just not going to do it and she has passion 
I can say this, that most of the people I know at Sunrise have a passion. They're not there for the money. This guy right here is our president, can make a lot more money somewhere else. But he loves these kids, and he's doing it because of where God's called him to be. And it, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's answering the that's question wonderful. or not, <clears throat> yeah. but if you want to know more about the employment opportunities at Sunrise, go on our website, sunrise.org, click on career opportunities, or call me. Uh, we'll talk about them together, and I'll do anything for you I can. That's good. I've got two more questions. One, and, and now's your last opportunity. If you're going to text me a question, now's the time. All right, i got one more text question. Somebody wanted to know what sources alert Sunrise to children that might need your services. Where do, where do the referrals come from? We've got a lot of folks here in this room. We've got different people involved in our city government, in our school systems, in different areas that, that come into contact with these things. And so where do you get those referrals? How does that process work? And you just, you just mentioned it all. I mean, schools, um, YMCAs, uh, social services is, is the big one but because they'll get an anonymous call and then they'll call us um, neighbors um, pastors uh, I will see one a, a pastor tonight that has called me recently about something what should I do you got to report it yeah. and uh, so um, it, it just comes from all all across the gamut uh, and uh, more neighbors and more schools now are reaching out and saying listen this just doesn't look right yeah. just doesn't look right yeah. okay good like I said last last opportunity uh, when it when it comes to immediate we're going to take a love offering and I know that's going to help with with the ministry and so on when it comes to folks who are saying look I'm going to give toward that I want to do that today but what are the things immediately coming up next two months i know our our children i believe miss amy is leading this doing easter basket donations and collecting that kind of stuff what are some other things say next two months we can be aware of it's not down the road it's right now folks can immediately do give toward donate toward get involved with show up help whatever it may be next couple of months What's coming up? Well, we, we're, we're going to have to uh, – we've got buildings that, that need some work. And so we've actually got a couple of facilities that don't even have a, a gym that the kids can get in and play. And so uh, we're going to kick off a, a, a capital giving campaign uh, to try to uh, address some of those needs. Uh, but but to also do some specific things with foster care too. Um, you know, so we, we, we've got buildings that have uh, been around that we need to do some work on or, or we'll be in some trouble. So uh, we're kicking that off. And, and really the thing of that is if, if you know of someone that, that you could introduce us to, that we could just sit down and, you know, I'm, I'm not like Phil Justice. I won't sit down and say, hey, how much money do you have? <laughs> now, all I do is tell them about Sunrise and say, do you know of anybody that would want to invest in, in this kind of ministry? Um, we, we're looking for some folks that want to want to invest in some good I call it God stuff. Yeah. And so um, we, we only know so many people. Sure. And if we're going to get there, we, there's a new generation of folks that we've got to be Absolutely. introduced to. So, so that's coming up. We, we've really kicked that off and, okay. and, uh, and so on. Uh, if, if you know a, a pastor that we can talk to about getting in and talking about foster care, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's a home run because then that's, that's, that's a, we call it the potential for a forever home. Yeah. And that yeah. doesn't get any better. That's good. That's good. Do you need help when it comes to those facilities and so on, folks that can go and spend a weekend and do some work and that sort of thing? How, how are you going to – what's the plan for, for working on those facilities? Well, we need we, we do need some painting. 
uh, we always need a little bit of mulching and, and, and uh, uh, picking up and, and doing it because we, we do have some maintenance guys, but they're busy fixing things. Yeah. So that it's hard for them to get to some of this. Um, but I will tell you, it is always good to take a field trip and have mm-hmm. pizza brought in and play with the kids outside. Yeah. I mean, that, that's because they need to hear stories from people from the outside. Yeah. Um, it's always good for them to say, hey, I used to work at such and such, or I work in such, this is what we do. They need to hear these things. And they also need to hear that you have overcome. Yeah. That you have, have overcome obstacles. Because all of us in this room have, have, have been hurt. Sure. And have had things that we've had to overcome. Sure. They need to hear those stories. So we, when he says come and, and do a little field trip, you'll get more out of it than, than you could ever imagine. Yeah. And uh, but but we always have we always have painting and work and uh, we're we're always in need of uh, the the basketballs and kickballs and badmintons and sporting quick because they they go through it pretty sure. quick. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, one of the things you mentioned earlier was maybe helping foster families. Of course, they're they're represented every county. I assume down the purchase area, quite a few foster families. How can we know and learn about? what's needed in those situations. I know there's confidentiality that comes into play there. If we've got folks who say, you know what, that's that's on my heart. I want to help a foster family. You mentioned giving them movie tickets, you know, dropping by to, hey, we, we want to bring you a meal. How do we find out about how to do those things specifically for those families? I will get you, uh, I'll do some talking with our people. Okay. Get you a list and give you a call. Okay, good. Get I, I know for some that may be, you know, we've got different women's groups. We've got uh, different Sunday school classes and so on. I so, say, you know what, that's what we can do. This is a project for us together. Yeah. Uh, our kids groups and so on. And that, that may be that may be a helpful thing. That would be very helpful. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. There's something else we need. You ask. Please do. Sure. Okay. We need, they can be older, it doesn't matter, a couple of cars that are in good working order. Doesn't matter if they have 60 or 70,000 miles on it. Uh, But we have vans for our kids. And if we have 20 kids uh, in uh, in our residential centers, a lot of times if we have to take one kid to the doctor, we have to fire up the van and, and that gets, well, yep. gets no gas mileage. Yes. But if, but if we had a, a vehicle that we could take one or two kids to the doctor, something like that, mm-hmm. you can get, uh, if that's something that God might lay on your heart, you can get a charitable deduction for that, mm-hmm. for whatever the uh, value of that car is. And that would really, really help. That's good. That's we, good. We need a couple of those. So yeah. Well, I do. Th- I mean, you know, we we have, and and the reason that I had you guys back, obviously, not only because I believe in what you're doing, but we got so many people who who last year, Phil, after you talked. Just said, man, I, what can I do? And I, you know, you, you heard from a couple of those folks. And of course, our kids group now is doing some different things. And so we want to know about that stuff. I mean, I, you know, whether we can meet all those needs or not, but you all know as well as I do, we've got, we've got folks that we know that are, that are in this church, outside of our church. We can meet a lot of these needs and we can't meet them all, but, but this is something that, that I'm, I'm proud for our church to be able to hear and be able to get involved with and so on. We've got about five minutes or so and then we're going to close in prayer to go eat. We'll collect the love offering on the way out the door. 
if you have a question and you didn't have my phone number and you couldn't text me or you just think it's unbiblical to text in church or whatever, then you now have the opportunity. If you have a question, then you can raise your hand and you can ask the question in front. I gave you the chance to be anonymous. Now you can't. So if you've got a question, by all means, I, I know these guys would love to answer it. Anything at all that comes to mind that you'd like to know about. How much support do you get from the government? We get about 65% of, of our bills are paid from, as we, it's called uh, Medicaid money. And uh, then we raise the other uh, 35%. Probably 7, 8, 9% of that comes from our, our, our uh, partnership with our, our Baptist churches. Yeah. Good, good. Question over here, I believe, Bill. I guess you can say I have an inquiring mind. Uh, you're talking about the two young ladies that you had to go to the truck stop and pick up. What happened to the people that were transporting them? Were they arrested there or... You know, I don't know the full details, but yes, there were there were state police there when we got there because they, in a situation like that, they're not going to send our people in to people they don't know. Uh, so yes, many times, and and what happens is then that there's that investigative back to see where, all the way back to Washington, and so we're hoping that a lot of people uh, will go to jail over yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. Good question. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, ma'am. Ms. Angie? If someone were to sign up to foster, should they plan on raising those children to adulthood, or is it a smaller amount of time? Well, it's you good can question. do you can do emergency placement fostering, which means you're, they're there for a short period of time until we can find the permanent situation for them. Um, you can do respite, which means... You're going to help someone that fosters full-time. You're going to say, go on vacation. I'll, I'll keep them while you're on vacation. You go through the same training and everything. Or, honestly, it could be two, three, four, five years. It depends upon the biggest need, and you guys know this, the biggest need is to find homes for teenagers. Because at the age of 18, they're just put out to pasture. And we're trying to get a hold as many as we can before 18. Folks, as my grandma would say, that ain't right. That ain't right to never experience. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, again, I'll say, when you guys go home today, you'll eat a big meal. You'll go home today. And what will you do? You'll take these old uncomfortable shoes off, and you'll put on some sweatpants or some comfortable clothes, and you'll turn on, and probably most of you watch a ball game. Yeah. And what if all that was taken away? Yeah. What, what if you, and that's what these kids feel. They need to be able to go home and put their comfortable clothes on. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. That's great. It's a great question. Any others? Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Miss Jean? I have a grandson who lives in Louisville, and they want to adopt. Do you have any newborns that you got there? Well, you know, most of the, and I tell you, I wish I could show some of these pictures on here. Y'all be lined up. I say, I'll take that one, that one, that one. <laughs> so obviously there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a process to go through. Uh, we don't get, sometimes we get newborns four or five days. Uh, we do get, and, and, and I've been amazed the more I'm involved with this, the more four and under that we are getting now. And it's all because of the drug stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, some of these kids could have drug problems that they need to kind of get through because they've been born to a drug mother. 
So that's what we're seeing now. It's if I say epidemic, it's too kind of a word, and, and I'm not trying to overemphasize it. I'm just telling you, drugs. If you were going to take an atomic bomb and drop in America, the drugs is that atomic bomb right now. It truly is. That's good. Thank you. Good question. Great. Certainly, question. Any, yeah. any of those questions later on, these guys are going to stick around for our meal, just so you know. And, and certainly, you feel free to come up and ask them anything. Maybe it's something on your heart and so on. Any other questions in, in here that might benefit everyone else as well? Any Anything else? Those are great ones. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to go ahead and, and close our time here. I'm going to pray for us. What we'll do is we'll have uh, I'll be I'll be standing over here holding the door. Uh, I'll get our our guys here, Hank and Max. You guys can help me, and and we'll we'll have uh, one of our offering plates here as we exit. I know Mark's got one as well. If you're heading out the back, you can uh, you can give that way. And then what we'll do also, if if you say, hey, I just want to go ahead and get settled over there, that's fine. We'll put an offering plate over over in the gym as well, and you can give toward the ministry there. And as I said, if you have other specific questions, these guys are going to stick around a little bit today and eat with us and 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 be able to answer those questions talk with you and so on i know many of you may have those questions so let's let's close in prayer uh and and we'll just do how about we just close and we'll randy we'll just forego that that last song if it's all right we'll close in prayer and all the folks over there are probably wondering are they coming when they going to get over here and so 